Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Monday. It is October 17th. And I hope you had a great weekend as we get ready to talk to uh, Dave here in just a few moments. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that uh, there's a lot of things that happen over the weekend. There's a lot of things that happen in this world that you and I just uh, can't do anything about. But there are some things when it comes to investing and it comes to your retirement planning, there are things that you can do to take control of your portfolio. And the biggest thing I see is risk. Too many people either have too much risk or not enough risk. Both things can be a detriment to your portfolio. Hey, give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design where we help you dive in to determine what that risk needs to look like for you. Again, that number is 863-382-0037. Hey, Dave's coming up next. We'll talk to him about what's happening in the markets right now. Light FM, good morning. We're at 839 now, 21 before 9. Every morning about this time, we double-check what uh, Wall Street is doing to your retirement funds. And of late, it's been doing to it, not for it. Although the futures this morning look surprisingly optimistic. And Philip Statler and I have been trying to noodle through why that's happening. Let's get on the phone with him now. Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services. How you doing, sir? I'm, my condolences on your Seminoles. And I'll yeah, take condolences man. for the Gators. It even was, my uh, Badgers got even my Badgers got their butts kicked by a winless team, so it was just kind of a crap hole a weekend, wasn't it? That was. Other than you know, I don't know if you're an Alabama fan, but hey, Tennessee, that was uh, that was quite the game. <laughs> I was just kind of thinking I wouldn't want to have brunch with Nick Saban <laughs> on Sunday morning, would you? <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely not. I the, game. the boy was. I expect that boy was in pretty foul humor on Sunday morning. Wall Street was in kind of foul humor on Friday, but we're kind of getting used to it. The Dow was down 404 points on Friday. Standard & Boers was down by 87. NASDAQ was down by 328. That was a full 3%, which was really, really crapola. We were talking before we went on the air about why on earth things are looking green this morning, because we got some pretty big ups showing, don't we? Yeah, we do. And and I, I don't see any rhyme or reason for it at this point, other than uh, we'll talk about banks here in just a few minutes. And, and the, the numbers we have coming out so far look pretty good in terms of beating expectations. You look at year over year, not so much, but, you know, they, everybody's short-sighted when it comes to earnings season. They're, they're, what have you done for me lately? And as long as you're beating expectations, everybody's pretty happy. That may very well be the tick. I mean, one of the things on the tip sheet both of us see a little bit of us has a headline column saying the earnings apocalypse has not yet materialized. So maybe we're getting just a little bit of dodge the bullet mentality out of traders. I mean, it could be. You know, I got Mark Zandi warning recession may be coming in the second half of the 2023. Uh, you know, I'm, definition says we're in a recession now, Mr. Zandi. So I'm not <laughs> sure exactly what school he went to, but. Uh, but I question that. Yeah, yeah, we were we were talking about that before we went on the air. And I mean, you know, one one comment from the president saying, "Well, this isn't a recession." Never mind the fact that the uh, gross domestic product has gone down two quarters in a row. It's not a recession because look at the job front. Well, okay, redefine the term recession, but that kind of denies a whole bunch. I got the same thing out of another analyst and one of the headries from uh, from Jeffrey's chief economist. She says. Uh, we envision a recession that comes later than the con- 
consensus currently expects. I, Anita, we're already in one by definition, and uh, you know, I'm I'm sorry. You know, employment is hot. That's good. That's softening the recession so far. But there is no broader member that measure than gross domestic product. It's shrunk two you know two quarters in a row. Uh, we can hope for a mild recession, but uh, we're in one. People, the question is how deep is it going to be? And we're crossing our fingers it's going to stay shallow. Yeah, yeah, you think maybe Biden had a degree in economics, but I don't think he does. I'm sorry, I'm just a little old bachelor's guy. I don't have no MBA or anything, but, uh, you know, my, my Econ 101 professor taught me that two quarters equals recession, and I think, I think the guys that took me all the way through my senior year said about the same thing. All of a sudden, now we've got one politician in Washington that says this isn't, and even the doctorate degree guys are changing their terms, and it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, that all having been said, uh, indications that things are softening, I gather, came out on the one economic report that you saw this morning that I missed, the Empire State Report, huh? Yeah, the Empire State um, Manufacturing Index came out, and it was a little weaker than anticipated. Um, you know, last month or last period, it was down 1.5%. The expectation was it for it to be down about 5 and instead, it's almost twice that. It's down 9.1. Um, so that's, uh, I guess, manufacturing is definitely slowing down uh, to the negative side. And that's the uh, Fed, That's the New York district, I gather, that does that. So we're talking about the Northeast, where uh, it's definitely a bellwether for the country, but not necessarily something that indicates nationwide at this point. Well, that, that's right. That is just them. And, you know, we'll get other feds that will come out with different indexes that uh, throughout this quarter. And you kind of need to draw a, a balanced picture of all these uh, all these fed district offices that come up with stuff. Because, I mean, we've seen we've seen some odd surprises and some odd wobbles coming out of the different districts over time, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Um, and, you know, it's regionally based. And so every region is going to have its own um you know, intricacies that are going to make up that index. So from a, from a regional standpoint, Hey, the other thing that comes out tomorrow that you and I won't get to talk about it until Wednesday, but uh, the uh, home builders index comes out at 10 tomorrow. So that one's going to be an important look. Absolutely. I, I see, uh, I see guidance issues from companies like home Depot and the like saying, beware it's softening. So that'll be kind of a market mover when it comes out at 10 tomorrow morning. It will. And then and then Wednesday, along with that one, we'll have uh, permits and, and housing starts. So Wednesday will be a big real estate day. It absolutely will. And it's uh, going to go along with a bunch of earnings reports, which I gather at the moment, the financial sector is kind of buoying us up a little bit. They looked halfway decent at the end of last week. Uh, we got some more in today and they actually reported some halfway decent news, I gather. That they did. Before I go into the big guys, let me just tell you the regional. I just kind of scanned through the regionals, um, and all the regionals have beat expectations. So, so that's been good. I haven't seen anybody that's missed yet on uh, some of the regional banks that have come through. Uh, the big ones today are going to be Bank of America and Bank of uh, New York Mellon, both reported. Uh, Bank of New York, uh, they beat on uh, top and bottom lines for the third quarter. Uh, they actually. Uh, were helped out by interest rates and bond bond trading, um, mm. which uh, they, yeah, the bond trading part is a little bit interesting. So, uh, Bank of America is actually trading up two and a half percent this morning. 
That's not bad to hear. Uh, and it's especially heartening because Bank of America is one of those consumer banks as well that does very big business in credit cards. And that was one of the threads that I started to glean off of the early reports last week. If you're heavy on consumer credits, you've got a lot more reserves for bad debt. And if you could absorb that and still beat the street, that's good news. They, that is. That's right. I mean, you're seeing banks start to reserve more and more, especially in credit cards, uh, for that, uh, that bad debt. Uh, Bank of New York, uh, Mellon also reported um, they did better than expected with their third quarter results. Their net revenue, uh, net interest revenue was up 44% from a year ago. Um, that gives you some indication of how well or how much interest rates have gone up year over year um, going forward. So Bank of America's, I mean, uh, Bank of New York's actually up over four and a half percent this morning. Yeah. We're starting. We're starting to get. And financials. We we talk about big banks. And it's always popular to be able to beat up on the big banks as robber barons. But at the same time, they're diverse enough these days where they've got an indication of everything from brokerage services to car loans to consumer credit cards. They really have kind of become a bellwether category. That's a good one to lead into earnings season with. It, it, it is. I mean, it, you're right. They do cover across. Um, a lot of different areas when it comes to credit. Yep, and if they do well, well, that's a good indication that we might be optimistic as far as the rest of earnings season. Hey, tell me, this is kind of out of the blue, but I didn't get a chance to warn you. I was going to ask you this while we were on the phone before going on the air. Have you seen any guidance coming out of the upheaval currently in the British economy? I mean, they just got a new prime minister a month or so ago, and she's evidently on the endangered species list after moving a little bit too fast as far as a conservative fiscal policy. Uh, is there any warning about uh, any a deal with Great Britain on any of these people because that's upsetting the European markets in general. So I haven't seen any really upheavals other than I was looking and saw an article um, on the new uh, finance minister over there, uh, Mr. Hunt, and he's reversed course, right? So all the stuff that was really controversial when it came to cutting taxes, um, kind of taking a Reagan approach, he mm -hmm. uh, he's reversed all that. And so I think that's given a little bit more stability back in there because you're right. She was on the hot seat and, uh, and her head was probably going to fix it to roll if she didn't get something uh, figured out there. So the new finance minister has reversed course on all those tax cut ideas that were floating around there. Yeah, it merits saying that he still committed to the policy, but everybody pretty well agrees that she tried to do too much too fast. And, and frankly, in the middle of a recession, probably not the best time to make major policy changes in terms of entire philosophy for an economy in a nation, right? Well, that's true. And it says, you know, he's appeased the market. So I, I'm, I'm thinking that's probably the best thing. <laughs> probably it. Maggie Thatcher had had some truth. She ended up making all the changes she wanted to make. She made them. She made them gradually, and folks didn't notice it until, well, depending upon your politics, it was either in place or too late. And uh, all of a sudden, Britain changed its entire economy during Thatcher's reign. Trust just basically said, "Okay, we're going back." And uh, I knew it caused major upset over there. Uh, resetting the table, it was an off day on Wall Street on Friday, slow news day on Monday, but what we've got tends toward being good news from the earnings front. 45 minutes before real money gets thrown around, how do we look, Philip? You know, Dave, right now, everything's uh, coming up roses on the index side. We got the Dow up a little over one and a quarter percent. That's uh, $376. The S&P 500 is up a little over one and a half percent. That's $55. And the NASDAQ 100 
up uh, getting close to 2%, 1.9. Uh, that's $205. So good news uh, on the index front. You know, it's, it's nice to start off strong, but you got to finish strong, and that'll be the key today. Uh, the other We've been side, there, done that, haven't right. we? <laughs> we sure have. Uh, the commodity side is uh, green as well. Uh, silver, my goodness sakes, up 4% this morning, Dave, to $18.80 an ounce. A gold up almost 1.5%, $1,673 an ounce. Uh, crude oil is going that same direction, unfortunately, up eight-tenths of a percent to $85.33 a barrel right now. Which is still an improved range over the $100 a barrel the Saudis want to see us do, so we'll take that happily. Uh, overseas markets, everything's green over there as well. The Asian rim markets all closed uniformly up at 6 a.m. this morning. European markets are uh, also decidedly up, and evidently the uh, changes and uh, backing off that the British uh, administration has done has helped even their markets because they're up by eight-tenths of a percent halfway through their day. Everybody else is up over a full percent. Trying to get the stability and figure out what's going to happen next. Heck, we look at positive futures and say, let's cross our fingers. We can hang on for a day. If you're looking at your retirement fund, you certainly don't want that kind of short-term outlook. How do I find you to get the long-term outlook on my funds? Devin, give us a call at 863-382-0037. That's why it's so important to make sure the amount of risk you have in your portfolio really and truly matches up pros and cons against where you are right now. Give us a call for our core retirement design and then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. And back together again tomorrow morning on Light FM about the same time. Philip, thank you so much. You have a good week, all right? All right, buddy, you too. Thank you, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope your week is off to a great start. Please join me again tomorrow, same time, same place. Hey, until then, so long.